Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Welcome to the fifth episode of the Mo Show podcast. Uh, today we have a gentleman who's moved in from South Africa, Cape Town, South Africa, five years ago. He's a personal trainer and a health consultant. We've got Mr. Gareth Grundling. Welcome, Gareth. Thank you kindly, Moski. Much appreciated. Very happy to be here. Uh, it's my pleasure, honestly. Um, uh, Gareth, you, uh, you uh, are a trainer by day. Uh, you are a student of life, uh, you know, by, by, by virtue of the way you carry yourself, according to your Instagram profile. Um, why Saudi Arabia? When did, you, when did it all happen? How did it happen? Why, why Saudi Arabia? So it happened a good couple of years ago. I think I was real young to be making such a move. But I wanted to get abroad. Middle East was the geographic region I was interested in. And that's pretty much just because as a South African, our passports don't get us very far. So getting into Europe is tough, UK is tough, US is tough, all the rest of that. So I looked to the Middle East, was speaking to a few people. Things materialized in Saudi before everyone else made the move. Wow. Have you ever been to the, to the region before uh, the ultimate move? Du Dubai, Abu Dhabi? Any Nothing. No, no, no. Many people said it was suicide coming in. Yeah. It's interesting. All the media makes it out to be, this is unsafe. You know, everywhere you look, Saudi is unsafe. I can say with much certainty, Saudi is undoubtedly the safest country I've been to. And I've been to Europe. I've been to Scandinavia. So when people, when people ask about that and they see a few headlines, this and that, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm on the ground. Everything's pretty much perfect. Yeah. So you moved here five years ago. Um, and um, since then, what have, you, what have you been up to here on the ground? Look, I got in. I'd be lying if I said it was all sunshine and rainbows from the get-go. Mm -hmm. There is culture shock. There is a whole lot of differences. But alhamdulillah, it's, it's been fantastic. Got a bit I've of Arabic adapted. in you as well. Huh? Yes. I have an Arabic teacher. She is fantastic. I enjoy learning the language. I consider it my duty because I need to fit in here. I need to be one with the people. I need to understand. I can't expect the whole world to turn around and understand what I'm doing and what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So, alhamdulillah, it's been fantastic. Now, I work for phenomenal people. Uh, they hold their values closest to them. They hold their reputation at really their primary outlook on life. Mm -hmm. And I've, it's a privilege. It truly is a privilege to be here, to work with the people I work with, to know the people I know, yeah. alhamdulillah. Uh, what's your take on uh, the health landscape in Saudi Arabia? Okay, me as someone who's not in the industry, mm. um, I noticed that gyms have popped up on every other street. Now, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, oh, you know, around 2000, 2005, that wasn't the case at all. I mean, for goodness sake, one of the company, one of like one of the main players in the health and fitness industry, is trading on the Saudi stock exchange. That, that's how big the business has become. You know, that's a testament to just how solid the industry is. What's your take in the last five years or what's your take on health and fitness uh, in our country and how does it compare to perhaps back home? Well, I think South Africa is a lot more established. It's been around a lot longer. So all the health and fitness, they're out there. You know, it's a common part of life by now. You mentioned five years, 15 years ago, it wasn't everything that it is now. At all. And I look at Dubai or Dubai, 
And I think in 15 years from now, we'll look like that. Saudi will look like that, inshallah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it's in its infancy, but there's a lot of fantastic, fantastic facilities. I think in 15 years time, it will be even better. Yeah. Growing up in Saudi, can you touch on what it was, growing up in Saudi, that's for me. <laughs> growing up in, um, in South Africa, can you touch on what it was like, uh, you know, in your childhood back, back there? Well, you play rugby? I played a little rugby. It was never my favorite. Played pretty much every sport I could play. That was, growing up, that was encouraged. Mm-hmm. You know, kids were playing soccer, go play soccer. A couple of people playing tennis, go play tennis. You know, learn, just do it all. Yeah. Swimming, the whole nine yards. But growing up in South Africa, maybe I was just oblivious to all the surroundings, but it was good. Everything was fine. I didn't know the long list of politics and all that stuff. I didn't know the long list of crime and so on. I want to say as I've matured and come to understand more of what's going on, that has opened my eyes to, unfortunately, the crime scene, unfortunately, the economic scene. But growing up, you know, I had a a good enough school. I had food on my plate every night. My parents worked very hard for me and my sister and my family supported so really there's even if i didn't have everything i had what i needed and i'm eternally grateful of course yeah what kind of business uh, what were the family in back home my father's always been in constructive Mm -hmm. or construction related businesses and my mom's always been on more on the admin side so again nothing spectacular no one invented anything no one came up with the new tesla or anything like that but we got by we had food every night we're grateful for that yeah. alhamdulillah yeah alhamdulillah um is the is the situation um back home at the moment is it uh, you know more, more on the stable side uh is it uh, more on the unsafe side like you know in a snapshot how would you look unfortunately i'd love to say it was great i think i'd be lying if i was Unfortunately, the economic situation is not great. The political situation is not great. I've spoken to people my age and people double my age. I've spoken to people from all different race groups. No one is confident. No one is in a good position at the moment. Maybe there's a select few, but the good majority, it's tough. Mm -hmm. It's really tough, unfortunately. Crime... Security thing, huh? I mean... To give you just the insights, just the really the tip of the sphere, a good friend of mine, a couple of weeks ago, I phoned him and he said to me, I've been broken into three times this week. House. So twice into his house and once into his car. And I just, I stopped for a second. I thought three times in one week. Mm-hmm. And that's someone who's really putting in all the effort they can just to get by at the end of the month. You know, it's It's tough. It's really tough. tough. And then people say to me, what are you doing in Saudi? Why are you there? Is it safe? And I sit back and think to myself, one, Saudi is by far the safest country I've been to. Two, Saudi has opportunities for those willing to work hard for them. And three, this country is progressing and transforming faster than pretty much any country I know. Have you seen it in your five years? A hundred percent. So the question is not, what are you doing? That the question is, what's not to like? Yeah, you know. <clears throat> is the 
it's funny because people uh, uh, have an opinion about something, and maybe we all do on some level. You know, we have an opinion about something we haven't tried, just from from, from what we hear. And um, you know, uh, you probably shared the opinion that those had of Saudi prior to you coming here because of what the media has made you believe. Yeah, and that's and you know, it's eye-opening for me as well. Go see, go try. Before you know, make your own judgment on something, um, as opposed to having some media network conglomerate dictate your thoughts and making making up an opinion for you. So it's uh, it's it's incredible the power of uh, of what that can do to you. I agree you know? very strongly. Um, people, it's funny people are more worried about you being here when you are more worried about them being being back home. I mean, everything I'm working for is to get my family out of South Africa. Wow. When I get that, I can sleep peacefully at night. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know people in South Africa who sleep with a firearm. Gun. No, no, yeah, a gun. No exaggeration. Duh. I know of people, you know, I know of people who keep a firearm in their car. You know, it's, it's absurd. And I don't lock my car in Saudi. Is there anything like the states, the Second Amendment right to bear arms? I don't know. Are you allowed to carry a gun if you have a license? As a whole? You need to have a license, a yes. License. Okay. You need to have Do a many license. people roll with guns back there? It's very, very uncommon that you would see someone with a gun. Very uncommon. It makes you appreciate what you have. Let me 100%. just leave it at that. I want to talk a little bit about uh, your upcoming venture, The Healthy Human. Um, is it fitness and, and, and dieting or, uh, or what is it? Like, how does it work exactly? So healthy I human. The, I love the Arabic. <laughs> love it. Healthy human in a sentence is an online weight loss and holistic health program designed to help members attain and sustain a healthy weight and a healthy lifestyle. Okay. So if I said the word diet, you're, you, you know, you'd cringe because you hate that word. It's more of a lifestyle yes, change. It's all about lifestyle. So I have to throw the cookies and chips away. That's a good start. That's, that's not a diet. That's like X that from your life. Yes. Okay. It's, it's a very good start. At the end of the day, I always like to think we're only human. Mm -hmm. This weekend, ironically, I'm having my cheat weekend. So to say it used to be every week. Mm -hmm. And clearly that wasn't working for me. Now it's once a month. Once a month. Once a month. Cheat day, you go all out. Cheat day, it, not even all out. You know, I'm going to eat what I want to eat. So I want to sign up on Healthy Human. Do I go on when it's live? Do I yes. go on a website, put in my details, and do you almost tailor make whatever program suits myself and the goals I want to reach to? Yeah. So in short, how it works, healthy-human.com. Go on that website and from there, good idea, first and foremost, enter your email. You get a few nice free goodies, healthy body, healthy mind, a nice healthy blueprint masterclass, just some of the basics to get you going. And even that will help you start your weight loss journey, get healthy. From there, our premier product is the Healthy Blueprint, which is an eight-week course. Okay. And in short, we're going to move from breaking your bad habits forming good new habits, setting goals, and really having a plan of action to achieve those goals. And then we go into what we consider five really important pillars of health, and that is eating, drinking, breathing, sleeping, and moving. We go through 
every one of those pretty much in depth and to every person it's going to be different one person for moving might love going to the gym and they're a power lifter fantastic yeah. keep doing it another person might be a tennis player and enjoy skating and do stand-up paddleboarding excellent keep doing it i always say to myself and to those who ask the best exercise is the one you can do now and the one which is sustainable when you're older of course when you're older you still need to do the exercise yeah but we're not going to make you do what you could do when you were 25 yeah so extreme powerlifting today where you're going all out and you know you've got biceps the size of tree trunks is probably not an advisable approach because you won't be able to do that when you're 50 look to the people who love it and to the people who compete in it all power to them but if you're looking for something that you can do for the rest of your life maybe you can continue doing the movements within powerlifting and this is absolutely not throwing shade to powerlifting you can continue doing those movements they're brilliant movements but you might want to be mindful of not pushing your body to the limits every other day is that why crossfit has really taken off in the last 5 to 8 years i think there's multiple parts of crossfit that has helped it take off one of them being the community aspect which i absolutely love the other part of it is you know you can be at any level and you can start now it's advisable that a beginner is not doing the same as someone who's been in the game for 2 years but that's of course up to the coach and the system to make sure that that person is performing at what is their threshold mm -hmm. and not trying to keep up with the athlete who's next to them yeah. in short yeah. um so you uh, you you mentioned the five pillars that um that the healthy human will offer so say i start and i'm 10 days in is is there uh, at any point um results that i have to come back to you and say okay this is my weight now these are the side this is the side of my 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 waist at the moment um do how often am i checking in with you to see if i am uh, on course or not well in short the system we use once we start on eating we want to get everyone's weight and everyone needs to fill that in so that will be on a document for everyone to see you started Ooh. and you at 80 kg so there's a public uh, element Absolutely. to it all right public shaming yes not necessarily shaming but yeah, for me it is because i i rarely reach the goals i want to reach with my weight but that accountability <laughs> factor means if you started at 80 kg and you got to the end of our 8 week course and you're at 78 kg but you have visibly a lot of weight to lose well then it's clear that you've not followed the system because the person next to you lost 12 kg okay. 14 whatever the case may be recently i've had a client lose 9 kg 20 pounds in 30 days with no exercise just eating just literally eating. just changing their diet eating whole foods wow. that's it how much of it is looking at your weight as opposed to looking at how much perhaps muscle you've gained uh, in your pursuit of weight loss very good question and i think it, this is an area that many people neglect they look past it they're looking at the scale every morning when they wake up and they consider that to be a reflection of their health the scale okay i would strongly advise staying away from it hence why i say in our course when we start with nutrition you check your weight and at the end of the course when we finished our five pillars of health you check your weight So that's going to be at least 5 weeks that you do not look at your weight and that forces you to look in the mirror and notice your body changing. Mm -hmm. That forces you to actually listen to your body and notice 
well, I'm eating whole foods and all of a sudden I don't feel bloated. You know, I'm eating whole foods and all of a sudden the quality of my sleep is excellent. Yeah. My performance in the gym is brilliant. I'm sleeping eight hours a night and all of a sudden I'm managing my stress better than I've ever managed yeah. it before. That forces you to really open up to yourself. And then when you eat whatever your choice of sweet treats are, be mindful and notice, oh gosh, my liver's working overtime today. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I'm putting synthetic junk yeah. in my body. MSG, just, you know, crap. You say that this guy in 30 days lost nine kilos just by watching what he eats. That was it. My brother once said, you're better off, you're better off not eating it than eating it and attempting to burn it. And I was like, God damn, you're spitting some truth right there. You know? <laughs> I was not like, yeah, you know, idea. why have that Kit Kat just to get on a Stepmaster for 30 minutes to burn it off? How about not Literally. having it? Yeah. You know, then I might not have to go on that Stepmaster yeah. today. Eat a green apple. For example, eight hours of sleep and a good workout routine in the morning. I'm, yeah. I'm good to go. Nobody, no bad days. With yeah. That. yeah honestly. Eight, eight hours of sleep is a priority in my life. There is very few people on the face of this planet that are worth me not eat, not sleeping for eight hours. Are you lights out at 9.30? I'm typically, yeah, typically lights out at 9. 9. In bed, the phone is off by 7.30 on airplane mode. Leave it aside. That's an interesting charge. one because you're, you're letting your mind rest as well. Of course. You're not communicating with anyone outside of the four walls of your house. It needs to rest. You're a seasoned uh, investor. You know, you have an eye for what's happening on Wall Street. You try to have a hand, you know, when you're not <laughs> in the gym or, or teaching how to be healthy. You have an eye on what's happening in the business world. Um, just from, you know, the few conversations that I've had with you in the past, you're like, Mo, this company looks like it's uh, going to tank. Mo, this company looks like it's, you know, the future. Yeah. Um, how did that start and come about? You know, when were you exposed to, uh, to the world of business and investing? First and foremost, I'm nowhere close to a seasoned investor. You're singing my praises far beyond what I really am. I am aspiring to be a safe investor. Mm -hmm. I am certainly not looking for penny stocks. But how it all came about, look, when I got to Saudi, I was looking around and I just noticed everyone is investing, at least everyone that I was looking at. Everyone's investing to some sort. And then I looked at Warren Buffett, who of course is, he's the cream of the crop. So Warren Buffett would be the guy whose brain you'd want to pick oh, uh, when it comes to the whole business world environment. Yes. Um, he, uh, do you, do, I mean, do you, have you read any of his books, uh, his articles? How do you uh, chase him? Look, I read his annual reports. Between him and Charlie Munger, they're two of the smartest people out there. Okay. His annual reports are brilliant. But I've read much on the note of investing. And to go back to your earlier question, how did I get started, how, get, how did I get into it? I asked my boss, who happens to also be uh, my mentor, my role model, and my friend. I asked him a few questions, I picked his brain. I asked him, what book do you recommend? He recommended this one book, The Intelligent Investor. I'd never read anything in depth on investing, and I bought that book immediately. As I left his house, when to go buy that book. Physical or? Um... Physical book. It took me about three and a half months to read that book because it was pretty in-depth and I was going on the internet searching what is this, what is that. But mm. after those three, four months, I knew a bit about investing. Mm. 
I knew what type of investor I wanted to be. And from there, I, to be quite honest, I've simply continued learning from my seniors. It was the spark. Yes, I've continued learning from my seniors and I've seeked out more information. And now I know as an investor, all I want to do is make safe bets and let that money grow over time. Yeah. Occasionally pick up a dividend stock and just let it keep yeah. reinvesting. Income generate. Absolutely. Isn't it amazing what, we're, what we can accomplish when we are, when we put ourselves in a position where we want to learn? Oh. You know, when we are thirsty for learning? You know, it comes down to mindset. I think to myself, you can be in a fixed mindset, which is I know everything and I can't change. Or you can live your life in a growth mindset, which is I know nothing and I'm going to change and I'm going to learn and I'm going to grow for the better. And personally, although I'm sure there are days where I am fixed in my mindset, but I, it is my goal to conduct myself with a growth mindset. How would you say someone can achieve happiness? I mean, are you a happy person? Do you consider Gosh. yourself happy? Look, I'm certainly not a monk in the Himalayas. Um, are they the happiest people in the world? Who life? knows? I mean, <laughs> none of them are committing suicide or depressed. So. Yeah, yeah. But I have my down days. I'd be lying if I said I didn't. That's the honest truth. I have my down days for sure. I like to think the idea I have of happiness is that happiness is the space between your thoughts. You know, when you're not engulfed in whatever life's throwing you, that you're happy and that you're positive and that you're doing what you love. Yeah. And in this sense, I can say, thankfully, I suit that definition of happiness. Yeah. I think it was Tony Robbins, he said, success is getting what you want, happiness is wanting what you get. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. A note on, uh, on happiness and, um, and being uh, you know, in touch with, with your mind and your psyche. Mr. Naval said, uh, we all talk about wanting to have peace of mind, but what we really seek is peace from mind. Mm -hmm. Because when you, if you let your mind run away with negative thoughts, bad things happen. Uh, it's a very powerful thing that can be used you know, uh, for, for good or bad if you allow it to. That's how powerful it, uh, you know, the, 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 the thing agree. between your ears is. I agree for sure. Look, when people say, where do you start in terms of becoming a healthy human? In my head, and I'd like to think that I embody it too, but it starts at your thoughts. Your thoughts manifest into your actions. Yeah, yeah. You know, you need to surround yourself with happy people, positive people, people you can be yourself around, people you can tell the truth around. Mm -hmm. That's important. Um, What's that saying? You, you, are this, you are the average of the five closest people you keep? Yes. That's crazy. You are the average of... If that doesn't let you, you know, go back to the drawing board and write the five closest people 100%. who you are to, you know, just, just see who are you most active with on WhatsApp or, or, or who are the most people you see. Put them down on a piece of paper and, and, and see if those people are adding value to your life. And vice versa. I mean, you I better I add value. You, you, you better know, add value to two-way street. And if there's, you know, a, a person or two who constantly who constantly brings you down, you know, whose energy is just off. Life is too short to have to put up with that kind of dead weight. Agreed. It's 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 aggressive for me to say that, but it's up to us to be the best versions of ourselves. And Much if someone's agreed. if someone's, you know, uh, not helping us in that pursuit, 
yes. uh, then you know, decisions need to be taken. Um, I, I like ending with this question, Gareth. Um, it's like my, it's going to be my staple mm-hmm. um, until it gets boring. But if you can reach out to a 10-year-old Gareth, uh, you know, somehow and, uh, and, and, and pass him a note, you know, or a message, something that he can receive that then can incorporate in his life growing up, what would that message be? Don't be scared. I, maybe it's because I grew up as the underdog, so to say, or at least that was my outlook. Um, even now as I s- sit here, there is fear inside of me. I don't want to lose money. I don't want to lose this. I don't want to lose that. You know, that fear holds you back a whole lot. One of my favorite philosophers, Stoic philosophers, his name is Seneca, and it is my favorite quote of his is, we suffer more often in imagination than we do in reality. You know, these ideas that manifest in our mind and cause us to stress and have sleepless nights very seldom do they manifest in real life so i i laugh because because you you hit the nail on the head yeah absolutely the only thing we have to jfk said the only thing we have to fear is fear itself absolutely mind is a powerful thing we want peace from mind yes as naval said not of mind we want from mind go away mind you know let us live our own you know let us live happily naval ravikant is a smart guy small guy changed my world yeah gareth honestly thanks a lot for coming on today i really appreciate it very it was you know it felt so natural nothing like speaking um to someone without overthinking you know just having a lovely conversation i actually forgot that we were being filmed and there's a mic under my chin i appreciate you taking the time and coming here and i love the fact that you know look people often uh who aren't from saudi Arabia, like they especially in the health and 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 fitness uh world they'll come for two years three years and then they go back to the states or they go back to the uk you're pushing six coming up to six years now yeah that speaks volumes uh to uh to how much you're enjoying living here and i and and i hope you're not planning on leaving anytime soon i i don't have plans to leave anytime soon i as in Saudi, we say, Alhamdulillah, thank God. I work for amazing people. I consider my time here to be a fantastic opportunity. Mm-hmm. As my role model said to me, go where the opportunities are. And so, so long as they present themselves, so long as I am happy, inshallah. You found yourself a home here. Yeah, yeah. A second I home. I feel at home. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. Again, man, thanks so much for coming through. By the way, this is the first English podcast in the country? To the best of my knowledge, yeah. No one has Mashallah. attacked me yet in telling me that, hey, I'm Saudi Arabia's first English. Look, if, if I can close at this, thank you for having me. Really, it is my pleasure. I love what you're doing. Thank you. I think it is about time that someone stands up and changes the narrative because it's not uh, people living in the desert. There is phenomenal people in this country this country is safe. This country is growing. I think as time continues, the world will see more of what Saudi Arabia truly has to offer. Inshallah. I love, I love, I love those words, and uh, and uh, it means a lot to to me. You know, being from here, it means a lot to any Saudi who's going to hear this. 
And just to touch on what you said, um, that there's a lot of good happening over here. What I notice over here that I don't notice uh, in many countries where I visit is that, is that there's an element of kindness. If someone is in need for whatever financial help or medical bills, it, he won't take a long time before he can get that money and people will be there for him. So it all ties into being kind to one another. Agreed. And there's definitely that, you know, heartfelt brother, you know, uh, brotherhood yeah. um, where you need help. I'll give it to you. Money means nothing. Money comes and goes. You yeah. Know, your health is the most important thing. Are you struggling uh, with your business here? You know, let me give you an interest free loan. You pay me back when you do. This happens on a daily here. Yeah. And, um, that's not discussed. That's not emphasized. No Agreed. one knows about that, but I know about it. I see it. I'm going to talk about it. Good for you. So um, it's uh, it's a pleasure having you around here. It's a pleasure having you on, on the podcast, and um, continue doing what you're doing. And and I, and honestly, no, I want I want to have you on on here in, in in X amount of episodes so we can hear about what the healthy human is up to because you're on the verge of launching. Um, so it'll be nice to to check in with you in a couple of months to see you know what the, what what that experience was like. Yeah. And um, thanks so much again for your time. My pleasure, Mo. We'll check in with you soon. Keep doing what you're doing. Thanks sir. a lot, Gareth. Yeah, all the best. Cheers, brother. Nice. Checking out. <laughs>